guys, Bessie Harry here with Notary to Notary, and I'm so excited to bring you another training video. So normally I tell you all the things that a notary signing agent should do. Well, in this video, I'm going to tell you 10 things that a notary signing agent should never do. Ready? Oh yeah, before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button below and hit the bell for notifications when we post new content. Number 10. Don't be late. As a notary signing agent, you are basically an extension of that lender or that signing company that hired you. So you want to make sure you put your best foot forward. When you have a scheduled appointment, you always want to be on time. Now, of course, things do happen where you will have to reschedule or let the borrower know that you're running behind. But the number one thing is communication. If you're in a situation where you are running behind to an appointment, call the borrower and let them know that you're running behind. You can even shoot them a text. It could be a situation where you're at another loan closing appointment and you have a reader, which we like to call as someone who reads every single word of every single document. And so those signings do take a little longer to get through. So if you're in a situation like that where you're at a table, you have a reader in front of you and you're going to be late to your next appointment, first thing I always do is try to text that borrower and let them know, I'm at another signing appointment, but I should be to you about this time. And I usually just say something like, I'm at another signing appointment, it's running a few minutes longer than expected, but I should be to you at this time. And if they have a cell phone, they'll just text you back, okay, great, that works. If you're running late for any other reason, which could be a million things, you could have gotten a flat tire or anything could have happened, be sure to call that borrower and just let them know I'm running a little bit behind, but let them know what time you can be there and simply ask them, is that okay? Now, for some reason, they say, oh, I have to go to work or I can't make this new time. You need to call the company that hires you, so the title company or the signing company that hires you and let them know what happened. So that way they can find another signing agent to replace you. The sooner you know that you're late or you're going to be late, start making those arrangements now. So start calling the borrower as soon as you know you're going to be late. If you know you're not gonna make the appointment at all, definitely call the signing company or the um, title company that hired you and let them know why you can't make it as soon as you know. You never wanna wait to the last minute to let them know that you can't make it because then they're in a bind trying to find another, so uh, another notary signing agent to complete your closing. And that looks bad on you. If you do a last minute cancellation, especially if you do it frequently, Signing companies and title companies will not use your services. So to wrap up, number 10, don't be late. Number nine, don't dress unprofessionally. So working as a notary signing agent, you wanna make sure your attire is business professional or business casual. So the typical, you know, if you're a woman, dress top, slacks, you can wear a nice dress, a nice top and skirt. You can even dress up jeans to look really professional. What you don't want to wear is something to the effect of sweatpants and a t-shirt. So you don't want to look as if you're just going to the grocery store or just leaving the gym. You want to make sure you're representing that bank, that title company, that signing company professionally. So business professional, business casual. If you're a guy, you can wear a suit if you want to, but usually if you wear a suit, it wouldn't be the whole jacket, the whole piece, but you can. Um, you can just, you can even dress up jeans. I've seen notary signing agents dress up jeans, like I said. But you wanna make sure you look business professional, business casual, okay? So you don't want to dress unprofessionally. You also, women, wanna be careful that you don't dress too provocatively. Um, if you dress inappropriately to a signing, that signer can notify the company that hired you 
of your attire. And if it was unprofessional, they can also refuse to use your services again in the future. So just keep in mind, business professional, business casual. So number nine, don't dress unprofessionally. Number eight, do not ignore the email confirmation. Now this is a big one, especially for us seasoned notary signing agents. A lot of times we assume we know what the email confirmation will say and we don't even look at it. That's a big no-no. We get so used to seeing them all the time that we assume that, okay, print on letter, print on legal, sign in blue, sign in black. But what if there's a special um, note in that confirmation such as the client may be signing with a power of attorney or you need to provide two extra witnesses for this signing. It could be anything. It may say print three sets of the documents because we need to leave an extra copy on top of the one we originally um, leave. You never know what could be in that email confirmation and that's why it's so important to read it. Sometimes it could say don't call the borrower ahead of time we've already confirmed the appointment or it may say the borrower only wants phone calls no text. It could say anything. So it's very important to follow the confirmation. The email confirmation is an email that you will get once you accept the signing appointment and it will have everything in the email for the appointment such as the borrower's name, the phone number, the signing address, the type of signing, and then any special instructions that you're going to need in order to complete that, comp that signing appointment properly. So this is a big one for usually the new notary signing agents. They make sure they read the confirmation over and over again to make sure they do a good job. They even print it out and take it with them because I used to do that in the beginning too. But I think it's the thing that's more so for the seasoned notary signing agents. Um, definitely make sure that you read the confirmation before you head to a signing appointment. Okay guys, so number seven kind of goes in with number eight, but it's a big one. And it's one that I always get asked by the students in the notary to notary training program. So number seven is do not print on letter when you're supposed to print on legal, okay? A lot of times we get comfortable or we say, ah, what's the big deal, right? I have a lot of new notary signing agents who say, they ask me, well, do I have to print on legal? I can just do fit to page, you know, come out perfectly normal on um, a letter size document. You know, I don't really want to print on legal. And it's so important that you follow that confirmation because it, that, those, that confirmation is letting you know that you have to print it on legal because the lender may only accept the deed, you know, on legal paper. And just because you don't feel like printing it on legal doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be printed that way. So you never have to print the borrower's copy on legal, of course, you can always print that on letter, but if the instructions say print on legal, then you have to print it on legal. And the problem that a lot of notary signing agents have is they attempt to print a legally formatted document on a letter size paper and that document gets cut off. And so the, the, when they get to the signing appointment, the signature lines are not on there or things could be cut off and now you can't complete the closing. Or you try to complete it anyway and they send it back and it's rejected because the, the letter was not properly, the paper was not properly formatted. So it's so important to print legal on legal, letter on letter. There's a setting on most printers that says print as formatted. If you just do that, it will automatically print the letter on letter and legal on legal and that's why I always say make sure you have a dual tray laser jet printer. That way if you set it to print automatically the way it's formatted you never have to worry about that. It's going to automatically print the legal on legal and the letter on letter. And there's sometimes when your documents may be formatted for, le for letter but the lender specifically requests you print it on legal. So if that's the case just change your printer settings to say 
print the whole document on legal. Okay, so just remember to print as instructed, guys. Number six, this is a big one, so I hope you're listening. Never, ever, 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 okay? Let me say this again. Never, ever, 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 ever. Do you understand how serious this is? Ever try to collect payment for a loan closing from the borrower, okay? There are times where you work with signing companies or title companies. Well, usually signing companies are more common for having this issue where you have not been paid for your services. And so you may be tempted to reach out to that borrower and say, hey, I did your closing. My fee was $150. Can you pay me for this? Big no-no. Number one reason why, that borrower has already paid you. On their closing disclosure, there's a lot of fees listed there, but you usually will see something that says closing fee or notary signing agent fee, something along those lines where that borrower paid for you to come out to their closing. It was paid to that signing service and it's rolled into their closing costs, which they have closed on and is now part of their loan. So they've already paid for your services. That money is given to the signing company who hired you. So the borrower has already paid you, technically. It's the signing company that has your money that you need to get it from. So never ever reach out to the borrower to try to collect funds for your closing because it's already been paid. What you need to do is reach out to the signing company and ask them about your payment. So you can send emails, you can call, and if you don't get a good response in a decent amount of time, you can also hire an attorney and do a demand letter and then take you know civil proceedings at that point. But you never, ever, ever reach out to the borrower to collect funds for a signing appointment that you were hired for by a signing service or a title company because they are the ones who are responsible for paying you as the borrower has technically already issued their payment because it's included in their loan. Cool? Awesome. Don't forget that. That's a big one. Number five, never ever explain closing costs. So I have another video on YouTube here where I say we do the what and not the why. So we can explain the what but not the why. That goes to not explaining loan figures, like loan closing costs, things like that. So if a borrower asks you, for example, what is my interest rate? You can tell them your interest rate is 5%. If they ask you, why is my interest rate so high? You can't answer that as far as saying, well, it's high because this, 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 and that. What you would say is, I'm not sure, but we can call your loan officer and he can explain it to you. Or if they say a big one that people that borrowers usually ask is, why are my closing costs so high? Or why is my appraisal fee so high? Things like that, you would want to call a loan officer and let them answer. But if they say, what? is what are my closing costs or how much was my appraisal fee? You can show them their closing costs itemized on their closing disclosure. If they ask you, when is my first payment due? You can say November 1st. If they say, I thought I was supposed to get two months off without a payment. This is not what I was told. I, supposed, I was supposed to have two months off when I refi. Then you would say, okay, well, I'm not 100% sure on what you agreed on with your loan officer, but we can call them and they can, and you guys can discuss it at that time. So we never explain the why, we only give the what, okay? So we don't ever explain loan closing costs, loan figures, things like that. We don't explain loan documents. We tell them what it is, but not why it is the way it is. Number four, don't overbook your signing appointments. 
So as a notary signing agent, as you start to build your business, you're gonna start getting a lot of clients, right? You might have people calling you all throughout the day trying to book, trying to fill your schedule up. The number one thing you don't wanna do is double book an appointment. You don't want two 10 o'clock signings because you can't be in two places at one time. So the rule of thumb when you're first getting started when you're a notary signing agent is schedule your notary signing appointments at least two hours apart. So if you have a 10 o'clock, don't put the next one until 12. Give yourself some time for travel, about an hour to complete the closing, and then travel to the next appointment. Also plan to be there a little bit longer for reverse mortgages. As those packages are usually a lot longer, you're signing with the elderly, they usually like writing cursive, they may sign slower, they may want to talk a little bit more. So whenever you're doing a reverse mortgage closing, plan to be there about an hour and a half when you first get started. So that, even give, that gives you even more time to space out before your next appointment. As you get more experience doing these closings, you're going to be able to shorten that window. So for me now, it takes me about 15 to 30 minutes to do a closing. So I can book on the hour, so 10, 11, 12, but I usually don't go back to back to back to back to back all day because I need a lunch and things like that. And I just like to have that extra wiggle room in case something happens. But definitely when you first get started, I would give yourself a two hour window between appointments. So don't overbook your signing appointments. Number three, don't be afraid to say no. It is perfectly fine in this industry to say no, you cannot complete a signing appointment. This is probably the only business I can think of where it's okay to say no. It's not like when you work a normal job and they call you and say, hey, can you come in? And if you say no, you can feel the pressure on the other side of the phone. It's not like that. There are so many notary signing agents that work in your area that if you can't do it, they'll just call the next one. So don't feel pressure to say yes when you know you're already booked, you have other plans, or you really just don't feel like it. Because if you take it and you don't feel like it, you're not gonna put your best foot forward, okay? So when signing companies call you, they're not, they completely understand if you can't do it. They already know you're a notary signing agent, and most notary signing agents, if not all, work with multiple companies. So they already plan that you may have another signing book with another company. So if you can't do it, they say, okay, that's fine, and we'll catch you in the next one. No one's gonna give you a hard time if you say no. Just remember that. It is okay to say, no, I'm not available. Number two is a big one. It's one that I get asked all the time from my notary signing agent students. Do not buy or pay for every single directory that is emailed to you. So there are a lot of notary memberships and directories that you're gonna start getting emails from that are gonna want your business, okay? Do not buy and pay for all of them. It's so important, especially when you're first starting off. I really want you to get a good return on your investment because I don't want you to start putting all this money out when you're first getting started and then you're like, I put out thousands of dollars and I haven't got any business and I feel like this doesn't work, it's a scam, it doesn't work. That's not the case. The number one thing that a lot of um, notary signing agents do when they first get started is they want to sign for every directory out there because they say, I want to be listed on everything. Don't do that. There's a lot of directories that even though they mean well, they don't have a lot of traffic so they can't bring you a lot of business. The best way to find the business one, join the program and I'll tell you the best ones, or go on Facebook groups, Facebook notary groups, um, different memberships, different forms. If you, if you go onto the NNA um, website, you might see something on there with different referrals for directories. 123 Notary has a, um, a good forum on there where you can talk to other notaries. But I think that Facebook groups are really good as far as directing you on good um, directories that will give you the best return on your investment. So you're gonna get a lot of emails. 
trust me and they're gonna keep emailing you right do not pay for everything okay you do not need all those directories if you want to sign up for one or two that's paid that's on you you don't have to you also don't have to pay for to be on a um a signing service directory so there's different companies out there that you can pay to be a part of their signing service and you, they will give you signing jobs but you pay a fee either monthly or annually or per job in order to receive those um those signing appointments but you don't have to do those either there's so many signing services out there that don't charge you anything because they need your services so especially if you're starting off and you're trying to make sure you get the best return on your investment and make some money in before you keep putting money out don't pay for all these directories that you're going to get emailed um that, you, that are going to get emailed to you number one <laughs> number one the last and the most important is don't forget this is your business okay this is your business yeah there's rules and regulations and handbooks and different codes of conduct that you should follow in this industry but at the end of the day this is your business so if you go online to social media you can see a lot of people doing their notary signing agent business differently they may have a different kind of car or they may um, set up their appointments a certain way they may have cute little pens they leave with their clients they may do all kinds of things they may charge a certain amount because it's what they feel like they want to get they may dress a certain way they may advertise a certain way remember there's no one cookie cutter way to run this business okay there are some helpful tips and tricks and things that will help you help you be more successful but there's no one way to do it okay this is your business figure out how it will work best with you and then go from there and it's always good to get advice from other people like on Facebook groups and forums and things like that but at the end of the day you have to work this business so get the advice take what you want leave the rest behind and do what's best for you okay guys so that was my top 10 things that as a notary signing agent you should never do for more tips and training, make sure you visit us online at notarytonotary.com. And don't forget to subscribe below. Until next time, happy signing!